All right, let's roll that intro music. It's the Jeff and Annie and James Redonculus Show. Yeah. Awesome. Welcome to the Redonculus Podcast, where when life gets tough, we get redonculous. Uh, today, we have a very special show for you guys, but before we get started... Uh, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. We are on YouTube. We are trying to get our subscriber count up. Uh, help us get to 50 so we can get to 100, so we can get to 1,000. Oh, yes. But yes, we're also on Apple Podcasts. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify. You can find this on Instagram. You can follow us at Redonculus Podcast. No space. Uh, today... We are joined by a very special guest. This is someone that I've wanted on the podcast since season one. And we always have a lot of fun when we hang out together. Every time I have some questions regarding uh, finance or whatever, he's he's one of those people that uh, has all the answers. Um, So I do look up to him a lot. Uh, I'm really, really happy that he joined us on the show today. Give a huge welcome. Say hello to Wilson. Hello. Hi, Wilson. Woo. Thank you for the wonderful introduction. Um, really appreciate it. Very flattered. <laughs> Annie and I grew up together. Uh, she's my cousin. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, I'm currently living in New York. Uh, I work at American Express. Uh, I have a younger brother who got married um, two years ago. Um, so, yeah, life's good. Very nice. Oh, I have a younger brother that got married two years ago. <laughs> I, I'm just thinking of everything that comes to mind. Shout out to and Jonathan. Shout out to Jonathan. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun when we went rafting last time. It was a, it was a really good bonding experience. Nice. Yeah, when Jeffrey came yeah. back from rafting, you know, he was very inspired by you. Yeah. A lot of his stories. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, the whole trip was just super smooth. I mean, from when we picked up Jeff in the morning, it was early in the morning. The whole road trip was fun. Um, you know, we had great conversations. Uh, Annie couldn't make it. She was at home with Nicholas. So, Annie, you were definitely sorely missed. I mean, we got together, I think, three rafts in total. And I think, what, seven people per raft. So, that's about 21 people. Wow. Um, you know, pretty, yeah, pretty impressive, I think buddy of mine and his girlfriend got into a fight so they couldn't make it so oh. we made the best of it yeah there's a lot of and you, you for, know you forgot you know, the gopro yeah oh got the gopro <laughs> be reminded oh. of that. Oh. you were bummed out Annie. you brought you you brought that up a couple times during that trip sorry i you know i had gone rafting i had taken jonathan my brother rafting for his bachelor party we did a two-day uh, rafting trip with the fellas, uh, overnight camping, and, you know, I recorded everything, but that was my yeah, very I saw the, first time. I saw the video when we went to uh, uh, yep. John's wedding. Um, you gave, by the way, you gave a, a great best man speech, first of all. Yeah. Secondly, you played the, that video of you guys rafting. That was, that was really <laughs> well put together. I was going to up it, you know, one or two levels for our trip. Today's word of the day is Advent, and it's a noun, 
and it means the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. I don't even know. Are we pronouncing it right? Is it event or advent? Advent. Advent? The coronavirus. Sorry. Coronavirus. <laughs> oh, coronavirus. Okay. Advented your brain. Surprise. <laughs> are you scared? Wilson, I w- I'm curious. What are your thoughts on the coronavirus? Because some people are oh, freaking wow. out. And yeah. some people just are, are on the opposite side of the scale. Like they're not even freak. They're not freaking out at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny. Um, half of my friends are like panicking if they know they're going to meet me or if they've already been in contact with me because they knew I was in China oh. in December. But that was prior to the outbreak or at least as it was known to the public. Right. Yeah. And I wasn't anywhere near Wuhan, right? So I like really that. no concern. Yeah. <laughs> the that fact pronunciation, that Wuhan. Comes- yeah, that's, we say Wuhan. <laughs> Woo, the yeah. Wuhan virus. <laughs> we say Wuhan like a white uh, American. <laughs> you know, now companies are getting really strict about this whole situation, right? You know, there are travel advisories that people shouldn't be going to China, you know, if there isn't an emergency need. Delta American Airlines have canceled their flights to China all the way through March, April this year. So there's a huge economic impact as well, right? One fact that that I came across that was scary is that the the city of Wuhan has 11 million people. That's more than New York City. New York City only has a little bit under 9 million people. And can you imagine yeah. like walking the streets of Manhattan or New York, New York, and then there's nobody there? That, that would that be just, crazy. That blows my mind. A hundred percent, Jeff, because it's the same way in Shanghai right now. I have a colleague who went back for the Chinese New Year to see his family. and He's in Shanghai right now. And oh. he literally just told me, you can count the number of people riding the metro, right? Oh my God. So wow. imagine you're in Times Square or Grand Central here in New York City. And you can count the number of people during peak time, rush hour, to five or ten people, right? Or, you know, maybe one person per car. And, you know, restaurants are pretty much closed, you know, cafes, coffee shops. It's, it's, it's a ghost town, basically. Malls, maybe, you know, 20, 30 people max, right? Tonight, my mom had a Chinese New Year celebration at her church. And she basically told Sue and I not to come unless we were going to wear face masks. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> she was pretty stringent about that. <laughs> and lesson learned. You know, the moral of the story is uh, don't eat bats. I um, remember the last time I had bat. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the last time I had bat too because I've never had it. You're a All right. Yeah. It's, a, it's a delicacy. The next segment, yeah. Wilson, is called Lightning Questions. But we, we did a dive into your social media. And we came up with 10 questions that, uh, without thinking too much, you have to pick one or the other. Okay, let's start. Morning or night? Morning. Tennis <laughs> tennis or b-ball? Tennis. I don't know. Uh, mango sticky rice or ice cream? Ooh. Uh, That's a good one. Mango sticky rice. <laughs> yeah. Dumplings so or good. hot pot? Dumpling. What? Okay. <laughs> I like New dumpling. York Hell or yeah. New York or Shanghai? Ooh. Shanghai. What? Wow. 
Okay. <laughs> Real estate or stock market? Stock market. Filming or editing? Filming. Editing <laughs> <laughs> <Everything> sucks. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like sometimes with editing, you can get really creative. So. Yeah, it's like very it. time intensive. Yeah. Uh, U.S. Open or Muay Thai fight night? U.S. Open. Thailand or Vietnam? <laughs> uh, Thailand, since I said I like mango sticky rice. Got to stick with the theme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christmas or birthday? Oh, that's a trick question. Both. You got to pick I, one. I knew he was going to say both, <laughs> but yeah, pick one. <laughs> okay. Uh, Christmas, just because I want everybody to be able to celebrate on my birthday. Mango sticky rice is nice, but have you had boba flavored ice cream bubble tea ice cream i've heard about that i think that's a new craze right I'm yeah you haven't tried it i'm not surprised okay oh. so albert so is the biggest bubble tea fanatic that i know that i've ever met and even he was very hesitant to try <laughs> bubble tea ice cream jay got so disappointed she's like you have to try it he's like all right, all right. no he didn't try it <laughs> It yeah. basically like is like tea. the best of both worlds. You have bubble tea, the goodness yeah. of bubble tea with the goodness of ice cream. There's tapioca balls in there too that you can chew. What about this? Can you talk about uh, real estate or stock market? Because uh, we know that you do a little bit of uh, investing. Why did you say stock market? Honestly, it's a close tie between the two. Um, but I say stock market because it's more of a daily, weekly thing, right? I'm not always kind of, you know, looking at new areas, new neighborhoods, or, you know, new new pieces of land, right? But the stock market, you know, I, I use Robinhood. So it's on my phone. It's very user-friendly. Uh, the trading is, you know, it's commission-free. So when you buy, when you sell, uh, it's very easy to do so. Um, and I think it's, uh, it's done very well, and you can really build up your position, you know, one share at a time, literally, right, um, without having to worry about too much fees. So, you know, when I kind of look at all the companies that, you know, make great products that, are, that I think have a long runway, uh, you know, to make me some money, you know, it's, it's kind of things that I monitor for a long period of time, right? So I really kind of enjoy that that hunt, that research. So I'll tell you, um, you know, an anecdotal example of a trade that I made towards the end of 2019, which was selling all of my Alibaba shares, right? Nice. Um, based on a few things that were happening in the marketplace, right? You know, China and the U.S. had agreed to, you know, a phase one of kind of, you know, the, the trade deal, right? And, you know, you felt like the dust was starting to settle, and Alibaba had just crossed the $200 mark. And another reason why I felt like it was time to sell was I've been holding on to stock since 2014 when it first ICO, right? So it's, it, the payoff has been long overdue. And also Alibaba currently doesn't pay dividends to its shareholders, right? Um, so I felt like it was a good time for me to just kind of uh, – take the profits off the table and reinvest it elsewhere, right? So I had sold it around 
shortly after it crossed the $200 range, right? And as you know, the all-time high was uh, $230 something dollars, right? So by missing out on that additional spread, it was about a couple of thousand dollars, right? So a little bit painful, but at the same time, you just kind of have to have conviction in sort of all of your buy and sells, right? Um, and, you know, I'm kind of out of that position right now, um, also out of Facebook, uh, but I have more funds to look for new opportunities, right? Um, so right now, you know, I've, I've been looking at Disney. Obviously, I think there's a long runway for Disney, you know, just with their current suite of products and the recent launch of Disney Plus last year, right? Um, you know, given kind of, you know, how our behaviors have shifted towards kind of, you know, internet streaming, right? Kind of going to the movies less often. Yeah, great timing, getting out of Baba and getting out of Facebook before the drop. That's really good timing. It's not quite at the point where I want to get back in on the stock, but I definitely want to do, um, you know, I definitely want to get involved with it at some point in the future again, because I think it's one of the better stocks coming out of China. Um, but another technology stock that I have is Apple. So Apple, you know, I've been a longtime investor in as well. Um, you know, I, when I think about, you know, stocks investing, I also think about their products, right? Like, do I understand them? You know, how integrated, you know, are those products, um, how integrated those products are in my life? So for me, it's kind of like Apple everything, right? From my phone to my music, right? Um, to, you know, what my friends, my family is using. So, you know, plus when you read the financials, you know, you hear the kind of analyst reports and obviously you understand the brand, right? You understand the company, you understand what they do. So it's a lot easier sell, uh, you know, to me as an investor. Apple has been skyrocketing, right, since last year. So it's a, it's a good stock to be in still, even at the price point it's at now. Uh, but for sure, if you can take advantage of lower price points, that's probably what I would, you know, hold out for, right? Better opportunity. There are certain foods that you eat on Chinese New Year, right? So one of them are uh, oranges, right? Oranges mm -hmm. signify good luck, right? I get. So a lot of times you'll see it, you know, in families, like, you know, when you go over during the holiday, they'll have like a bowl full of oranges, right? Another thing that you have to eat is fish, right? And yeah. the symbolic meaning behind that is abundance, right? Like, um, like plenty, you know, plentiful, right? So yeah. you have a lot to eat for the rest of the year. How do you and say it in Chinese? Last, uh, in Chinese, I probably, I don't know. Wow. And you're I supposed like to leave the head and the tail in the fridge. Wow. Like you, yeah, you can't, you have to, you can't take it apart. Wow. That's, We've been married three and a half on. years. Annie still yeah. surprises me. I still learn about her. I'm yeah. so impressed. Look at the knowledge just dropping that, that fishtail out of nowhere. <laughs> and then the final thing, guys, is the dumplings, right? So dumplings signify uh, wealth. So they say the more dumplings you eat in, a, you know, in the coming new year, uh, the more money you're supposed to make that year. Wow. So just mm -hmm. a fun fact to remember for yeah. next Chinese New Year. <laughs> and Nainai used to say, our grandma, Nainai's grandma, 
she said she used to put like a coin or money in one of the dumplings on Chinese New Year back in the day, not like now. Ooh. And then whoever gets that specific dumpling has money or like wealth or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Chinese New Year knowledge. Yay. Did you know that on Chinese New Year Day, you're actually not supposed to do any sort of cleaning. Yeah. Yes. Uh, like laundry. <laughs> you know about that, right? Because you don't yeah. want to sweep away or throw away the good luck. So uh, I think we have to add something new to that, though, because we're in the digital age now, right? We have to think about, you know, things that are on our phones, right? For instance, photos of exes, right? Ex-girlfriends, ex-boyfriends. <laughs> you probably want to delete want to delete the photos prior to Chinese New Year. <laughs> Otherwise, they're just going to haunt you for the rest of the year, right? So what I heard was that for Chinese New Year, supposedly you're not supposed you're not allowed to wash your hair or take a shower too? Yes, I have heard of that. I mean, I would say it's a very superstitious belief, probably held more closely at like our parents, that for sure our grandparents' generations. Um, they sometimes go as extreme as not to shower for the next two weeks. What? That's, yeah. And, and, then, and then they go but, out and eat bats, right? Oh, yeah, stop exactly. spreading rumors. <laughs> no, I'm just but, kidding. Uh, <laughs> the Wang family when does eat. not eat bats. But there are certain things I try to avoid as well, right? In terms of getting a haircut. I'm certainly not going to get a haircut on Chinese New Year's Day, <laughs> right? I'll probably get it before or two weeks after, right? Um, yeah, if you have a pile of, you know, stinking garbage in your kitchen, you probably want to throw that out the night of, right? Um <laughs> But, you know, Probably. yeah, Maybe. So, I mean, I, I, I bend the rules to whatever fits me, to be honest, so it's like very that. subjective, but I, you know, when I hear about these superstitions, I try not to go against the grain too, right? I mean, you want to, you want to keep as much of the luck as possible with you. I mean, I, I need as much luck as possible. So I'm, I'm that type of guy. You know what I did? I could have showered before midnight. I waited till it was 1209 and then I jumped in the shower. So yeah. let's test that out this year. James, before we move on, is there any uh, traditions, Lunar New Year traditions that your family uh, mm. goes through? Any superstitions? We don't, we don't follow that. We make, we make our own luck, yeah. Mm. All right. Okay. So <laughs> basically you're American. <laughs> the next segment is Serious Hypotheticals. Serious Hypotheticals. If you can learn any one skill in the world without trying, like Matrix learning style, which would you pick? In the Matrix world, yeah, you see these guys floating in the air for like five seconds, you know, dodging bullets. But how mm -hmm. useful would that skill be in real life scenario? It's like, oh, I, I wish I could learn how to dodge a bullet. Well, if it's a superpower, I think I know what, I, what skill I would like. I would like the power to heal. Healing. Healing. Yeah. Healing, wow. like... Making the uh, world a better place. Any yeah. sickness, viruses, deaths, like... Coronavirus. Cancer, you know, mm, what else? Have you guys ever watched Charmed? <laughs> there was a character who he heals with his hands, and then he's like, choo, and then the person's alive again. He would have like this uh, 
magical healing powers with his hands and then the person would come alive again i wasn't thinking superhuman abilities i wasn't I was either yeah i was just thinking about like regular human abilities <laughs> you know, skills well, so what did you and come across i was thinking of like coding and programming you know if you can learn if you're really good at that i think that would be a good skill to have i mean because now everything runs on the internet basically yeah yeah they have coding true. camps very popular so we are in the matrix right now you can download any skill i've heard kids Ooh. who can speed read so let's say in half an hour they can read a 500 600 700 page book imagine how much more efficient time saved you know you know more knowledge you can gain so i mean it's kind of probably nerdy and also very practical but I'm, I'm all about efficiency right so for me to have that i mean but to your point jeff if i can just point at the book and touch it and absorb every single word <laughs> or formula that's written in that book that's even better so that's crazy yeah. that was my other answer if it's not superhuman that's, that's why you're my cousin absorb as much information as i can i want to be able to speak all the languages in the world Ooh, just yeah. download those languages skill. into me if we can communicate with other people more efficiently more effectively i i you know maybe this is the optimist side of me but like i feel like there's more there'll be less misunderstandings there'll be less mm -hmm. uh hate acts hopefully i don't know <laughs> i i like that jeff i mean that's like just i mean i just from for me like traveling to different countries like just being able to connect with them on that level i mean that's that's all the difference people are more friendly to you people are more understanding it's easier for you to kind of understand them and to your point i mean i see no reason why the world can be a better place you break yeah. down all of those barriers there there's a youtuber i don't know how big he is right now but he's been trending on youtube as this white guy but he speaks uh pretty fluently in mandarin chinese his handle is uh xiaoma small horse xiaoma nyc okay so what he does is he makes these videos he'll go to the restaurant or he'll go to a place and try to buy something and then he'll speak in english the whole time and then later on when he's trying to haggle then he starts speaking to them in in, in mandarin and then people will just be like whoa you know your chinese is so good xiaoma and my nyc i know you're in new york right now if you're hearing this this is your invite to come on to the Redoculus podcast. <laughs> Sending yeah. out the bat signal for Shalma NYC. Shalma NYC. Let's go. Well, I wanted to ask you, Wilson, how many places have you traveled to? It seems like you've been everywhere. Oh, wow. Um, I think it may appear that way, but I've gone back to Shanghai and China a lot. So um, probably not as many places as you think. Uh, but in terms of in terms of North America, I'll start here. I've been to obviously Canada, right? Uh, I've been to Brazil, South America, uh, Central America. I've been to Costa Rica, and then I've also been to the DR. Uh, I know you guys have been to the DR as well, right? Uh -huh. um, and in terms of Europe, I've been to um, France, Germany, uh, Monaco, um, where else? Uh, Iceland, um, Spain, um, 
and then Asia, I've been to, you know, Japan, Korea, um, yeah, and also Southeast Asia, like Vietnam, Thailand, so uh, a few places. <laughs> All right, Wilson. Wow. You didn't have to preface that with, it may seem like that, but I haven't been to a lot of places. <laughs> You've been to a lot of places. Wow. <laughs> Just to shorten that list, uh, top two or top three places. I know Shanghai is there. You've been there multiple times, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Shanghai, mom is there, so it's always going to feel like home. And, you know, it's very cosmopolitan. It's a great city. Uh, but in terms of places that I really love, right, I would say Iceland, for sure. Um, the reason why I love Iceland is it's a huge landmass, right? It's probably larger than the size of the UK. Um, but in terms of population, you're talking about 300,000 or so people living in Iceland, right? And that's, that's a fraction, like a minuscule percentage of the people in the UK, right? Just for comparison. And Iceland, you know, is so untouched, so rugged. The beaches have black volcanic sand. Like how amazing is that, right? And when you look behind you, you see glaciers. When you look to the right of you, you see volcanoes, right? And, you know, you have hot springs, you have just like a vast, like natural untouched beauty. But another spot that I really enjoyed was Monaco. And that's basically uh, the south of France. Um, it's, it's next to a body of water that's very beautiful. It's very kind of, you know, uh, ritzy and glitzy, so very glamorous. Uh, I remember walking out, you know, one of the casinos, right? If you watch the James Bond films, you know, he's always going to the Casino Royale. That's where he kind of, you know, does his... Is that in Monaco? That's filmed in Monaco? Yeah, yeah. So that's a very... There's the Casino Royale, Royale, which is in Monaco. Very opulent, very fancy. And when you walk out of that hotel, uh, you see a fleet of supercars, like Lambos, Ferraris, you know, like Porsches, Maserati, like the like BMWs and Mercedes is like the Toyota and Honda that we see here on the streets of New York. Well, say no more because uh, you had James at Casino. He's like, Casino? (laughs) I'll see you there. One more place I want you to touch on uh, before we move on. Uh, Singapore, have you been? I got to be honest with you. um, I I don't dislike it, um, but it's not one of my favorite places when I think of Southeast Asia. Like, yes, I mean, if you've seen Crazy Rich Asians, you probably have Singapore on your list. That's where I wanted to go. (laughs) Exactly. And the largest indoor waterfall. (laughs) Most of Crazy Rich Asian wasn't filmed in Singapore, though. I think. Ooh, fun fact. Yeah, Yeah. Malaysia, I think. Yeah, ooh. So, ooh, perfect segue. I've been to Malaysia, uh, and I loved Malaysia. Um, I've been to Penang, uh, the Cameron Highlands, which, by the way, has these massive tea gardens that just, like, takes your breath away. Um, so I personally, you know, love Malaysia more than I love Singapore. But so, like, if I have the option to go to Southeast Asia, I'll go to Vietnam and northern Thailand before I ever mm-hmm. step foot into Singapore, right? Nothing's wrong with Singapore. It's just it's a very clean, very... Um, livable city so if you're asking me would i live there absolutely 100 percent, right would i live in probably some other southeast asian countries that i just mentioned maybe not so much so but 
that's kind of how, if I think of a vacation destination that, that's going to wow you type of place, Singapore is probably not at the top of my list. So you would pick Vietnam or Thailand or Malaysia before, before Singapore? Yeah. I mean, they, they have, because landmass-wise, just landmass alone, natural beauty, like just wonders alone, it's, it's going to be, you know, a hundred times the size of Singapore, right? Singapore is just a small piece of land that was carved out of Malaysia, right? All right. Once coronavirus dies down, time to change our travel plans. <laughs> We're not going to Singapore. So let's move on to uh, two truths, one lie. Two truths, one lie. Okay. Um, okay. I've been thinking about this because this was extremely tough because Annie, <laughs> my cousin, who's on the podcast, knows me very well. Uh, and I think Jeff, after a very, very long car ride with me and a whole day of rafting with me, probably knows me pretty well too. No and pressure, right, Wilson? No pressure. <laughs> We're going to no get this right. So I'll start off uh, on the timeline of many, many, many years ago. Uh, I won't tell you how long ago as so as not to reveal my age. But <laughs> when I was in my teens, um, it was um, you know a snowy night. It was a snowy night, and my friend and I were just, you know, the snow was falling, it was sticking, it was accumulating. We're like, hey, let's go out and have a snowball fight, have some fun, right? Um, and, you know, we, we got a great idea. Instead of throwing the snowballs at each other, let's throw it at the cars passing by, <laughs> right? That sounds like a lot of fun, right? Oh, my God, you were one of those kids. <laughs> yes, yes, I was one of those kids. So we're like nailing like cars, right? You know, you know, most cars kind of just like, you know, they got nailed, they got hit in the windshield on the side and just kind of drove on. Then this one van got hit and he, yeah, I smacked him probably like right on the windshield. And then all of a sudden you just see the brake lights go, go on, right? He's, he's, hitting, he's jamming the brakes. He's jamming the brakes. And I'm just like, oh, oops. Uh, I hope he doesn't come out. <laughs> Whoops. He comes out with a crowbar and tries to fight me. So, I'm sorry. How, so, how old were you? How old are you? I was in my teens. I was very young. I was probably like 14, 15 at the time. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah. It was a lot of fun until the van hit the brakes. Oh, I bet. Then, <laughs> then he came at me with a crowbar. Okay. So that's statement number one. Statement number two, so I think it's a good segue. So you guys know I travel a lot. Um, I stayed at, you know, quite a few hotels. Uh, more recently, I've been staying at Airbnbs. really like Airbnbs because you get, like, a real local homey feel, right? Like, I stayed in tree houses. I Ooh, stayed in, like, wow. villas. Wow. Yeah. And, it's, and they're very hospitable. Um, yeah, you may not get 24-7, like, concierge, you know, hotel type service but the the like the intimacy the kind of relationship building that's kind of like no other and a lot of times they'll also like make food for you so in one of my more recent trips uh, I stayed at an Airbnb uh, the place was very nice you know I, I liked it a lot um, and they, they usually provision you know toothbrushes shampoos body wash uh, conditioner all that and I was trying to pump out, you know, one of the conditioners and which it's just like kept jamming. Like, I don't know what was going on, but it felt like it was a full bottle. So 
so it wasn't coming out like in the way I, I wanted to. And I, I had been using it. So I opened it and there was a condom inside. Ooh. <laughs> used? Used? I have no idea. I, I, I assume it was probably used if someone decided to put a condom in the conditioner. Oh, wow, that is gross. All right. Uh, you guys ready for statement three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, again, you know, you know, I like traveling to China, right? Um, and this was way back before I met Sue. Okay, so in case she listens to the recording, um, <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, so 2014, uh, I I went to Beijing for a business trip. I I arrived the weekend of, so a few days early, because I wanted to kind of explore the city for the very first time. And, you know, as you know, the Great Wall is in Beijing. So I went to the Great Wall by myself. I met a girl on the top of the Great Wall, and we hit it off really, really well. And I really wanted to continue uh, that meeting uh, at a later time. (laughs) She gave me, she gave me, her contact. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> the service was a little bit uh, choppy on the top of the Great Wall, and I had thought I had added her properly on WeChat. It turns out on my ride back to the city, and she had gone her way. I even offered her to, a ride, but she was going a different direction, which is why she didn't like ride with me. When I finally had service again, I had already thought I added her, so I didn't save, like, the ID or the screenshot, and it turns out I didn't have her contact. And that's bothered me for a long time. Um, That was my two truths and a lie. What? Man, these are hard. (sighs) Yeah, these are hard. I just want to tell a story regarding snowball throwing at cars. Guys, please don't do it, all right? Sometimes, you know, people are just going home from work. You know, they're minding their own business. They're tired. They're almost home. And then, you know, some kid's daughter thinks it's funny and throws a snowball at your car. And I know that sounds strangely specific, but that's happened to me. (laughs) While I... Totally agree with you. You shouldn't be th- throwing snowballs at passing cars. It's dangerous. But can I also say you shouldn't be hopping out of your car with a crowbar at people either. That's true. That's a little bit extreme. But then again, you don't know who's driving, man. Like, what if he came yeah. out now with the crowbar and he had a gun? The third one is very believable because, yeah. I think it's number yeah. one. A lot, lot, lot of ladies come and go in Wilson's life. <laughs> uh, you mean in his past life that's what you meant i got you bro oh man it's okay she's the only woman in his life right now what, what do you guys think i'm leaning towards number one i think number one is number a one's a pretty pretty extreme yeah what a crowbar yeah i agree number, number two one. thailand yeah sounds believable yeah, he threw in, you know, the lady boy fact. So I'm just like, I, I'm on board. Yeah, and then he, he left a, he mentioned it to the host too. So I hope you sterilized your hands afterwards. I had to shave my head. 
<laughs> that weekend happened to be Chinese New Year, so Wilson couldn't even wash his hands. <laughs> I had to take it. <laughs> All right. I think it's number one. What do you guys think? Yeah, number one. I think it's number one, too. All right, Wilson. We're going with number one. <laughs> Is that your final answer? That's our final yes. answer. Unfortunately, it's not number one. (laughs) Wow, you got all three of us. It's number two? (laughs) It's number two? It was number two. It was number two. Wow. Yeah. So the background behind number two was there was a news article circulating around where it did happen to someone. No. Yes. So it's a true story, just not my true story. with that said, who knows if it's ever happened to me? I mean, you know, conditioners are, they have a strong consistency there. So, uh, <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew. Thanks, Wilson. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I put it in the most politically correct way I could. <laughs> All right. I hope that's not the reason why you're telling us to go to Thailand instead of Singapore. <laughs> what happened after he yeah. came out with the crowbar? So, so, yes, I was with a friend, and the friend was a girl, um, and he he was, um, I'm not going to profile the guy, uh, he was unshaven, um, a little bit like a rough around the edges, kind of like a blue-collar guy, which is why he had a crowbar in the first place, um, and he, you know, he was obviously, you know, he looked like he needed some coffee, you know, he's a little bit tired. He, his eyes were bloodshot. I remember like he was, you know, had a hoodie over his head and he was, you know, basically just said a few words to me, like, you know, you think this is funny or whatever, you know, kind of like he raised the crowbar, like literally like this. And then my friend, like, I, I didn't back down, but I was very, very scared. Like I was, I didn't back down not because I was trying to, I had a lot of courage. I wanted to stand up to him. I just didn't know what to do. <laughs> my friend like begged him like basically was like oh we're so sorry like we didn't mean to we we're just trying to have some fun you know and I think he kind of knew like we were just kids we we're like 14 you know years old like this guy was like probably at that time I, he looked like he was in his late 20s so I don't think he you know wanted to like beat up on like two 14 year olds so after a while like he was just like you know you're lucky bro you're lucky or something you know <laughs> and then he kind of lucky just, yeah, put his crowbar down, went back in his car. But that also humbled me a lot because it was just like, wow, there are crazy people out there. You know, because when, you know, when you're throwing snowballs, you're like, oh, this is all fun. Like, let's have some fun. Like, you never, ever, like, in your wildest dreams, imagine someone to get out of their car, come out, confront you, and literally, like, you could have cracked me in the head or over the face with that crowbar. And, you know, who knows what would have happened next. So, yeah. And also, if you have the same background and you speak the same language, then maybe they're less likely to run you over. So, yeah. 100%. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, had I spoken to them in a different language, maybe it's mother tongue. I'm like, hey, I was just throwing snowballs in your car. Snow, what'd you expect? <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Ah, throwback going back down. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's, uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you guys. You know, nice meeting you, James. Um, it was a really fun chat. Thank you again, Wilson. All right. If you guys want to support us, um, please check out our merch on Teespring. That I'm would be wearing in, it right now. That would be, yeah. yes. That's, that's the hoodie that Annie designed herself. And uh, right now we do have a 10% code 
um, that's somewhere on Instagram. But if you want to support us, check us out on Teespring. Check us out on Instagram. That's Redonkulous Podcast, no space. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to check us out on YouTube. You can see our pretty faces, and you can also see that handsome guy, Wilson, over there. Stay redonkulous. Peace. Gucci. It's the Redonkulous Podcast, starring Annie and Jeff and my coolest guy in the world, whose name is James. It's Redonkulous.